SE16, presented by ICTV, your home for everything sports and entertainment. It starts right now. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the SE16 podcast. Alongside Matt Rahemba, Steve Altieri is not here tonight. He's Not today. He's out calling a basketball game, so he ditched us. So no Steve Altieri, but Matt Rahemba and I. And on the phone with us right now, we have another Matt. We have Matt Norlander, CBS.com, college basketball writer. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, 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 you know what? Steve is dead to me. So <laughs> Steve, yeah, Steve is just off doing his own thing, so we'll we'll let him do that. But uh, getting things right off the bat, uh, right now the ACC, they have t- four top ten teams uh, ranked right now, Louisville, Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia. In your mind, Matt, does that make them the best comp- – does that make the ACC the best conference in college basketball? Without a doubt, the ACC is the best conference. It wasn't last year. It was kind of expected to be, um, but that didn't come to be this year. I mean, listen, Duke is a – national championship level team, Louisville, national championship level team, Carolina, some people believe, and even, yes, Virginia, one seed last year, if people aren't seeing national championship, they're seeing Final Four, and you might say, well, the difference is that is two wins, and I would agree with you. It's almost funny how we uh, separate those kind of things, but those are four major players. Um, Syracuse will be a little down, but they'll be solid. They'll get into the tournament. I think they're actually going to be around a 10 seed, to be honest. Pittsburgh and Miami, you know, you saw what Miami did to Florida. Miami could definitely get there. Pittsburgh can get there. I think Notre Dame is going to be really good this year. Um, so those are all teams that I think are going to fight for bids. And even, like, if you look at the teams that are going to be at the bottom this year, like um, Boston College will be at the bottom. You would think Virginia Tech will be at the bottom. Wake Forest. Even those teams are going to probably get to about 13, 14 wins, and they won't necessarily be easy outs. Like, coaches love to discuss how, you know, playing in this league, it's, it's not easy playing in this league. And sometimes that's true, but sometimes coaches get too lost in their own world, and they don't realize that comparatively, the bottom four teams in your league are just awful compared to, you know, this league, this league, and this league, and this league. I think with the ACC, it is legitimately top to bottom going to be relatively tough. Obviously, Virginia Tech is going to be nowhere close to Duke, but Buzz Williams is a really good coach, and they'll probably be a tough out uh, by the time we get to January or so. So you're men- you mentioned Duke as one of the frontrunners for the ACC, and Duke has this guy in the, in the front court named Jahil Okafor. He's receiving receiving a lot of praise in the offseason through his first couple of games. He has a big test tonight against Michigan State in the Champions Classic. But do you think he can live up to the hype that's been put on him? Yeah, I, I've put a lot of hype on him. Uh, I've seen him in person, saw him last summer. I think he's ultra talented, best player in the sport, in my opinion. Um, just a big man with true low post moves, great feet, great passing ability, uh, more athletic than I think a lot of people realize. He can run the floor well. I think he'll be the player of the year. The offense will run through him at Duke. Duke's got a lot of guards and a lot of wings at the, the, that its deployment. I mean, Duke is uh, plenty talented, guys. And uh, it all starts with Okafor, who, in my opinion, is as strong a freshman candidate for in all-time years we've had ever. And I'm talking about even guys last year. Like, Jabari Parker had a really good year, obviously. But I think Okafor, what he can do is going to actually uh, top what Jabari did last year. Switching over, taking a look at the Indiana Hoosers now. They're obviously coming off of a fairly bad season when you look at their what they're usually putting up. Uh, do you think they can return to that powerhouse that they were in the 2012 and 2013 season? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. You actually, uh, the team you mentioned, my, my phone blipped for the uh, – 
for just a second there. I didn't get the team. Would you say? That's right. In Indiana. Indiana. Oh, yeah. Indiana. Well, it's going to be an interesting season. I don't think Indiana's going to make the tournament. And if they don't, I don't think Tom Green's going to keep his job. Um, Yogi Ferrell's a very solid point guard option. Um, they've got some decent young talent. But overall, I don't think they have the defense. I don't think they have the length. I don't think they have the depth to win 20 games this season. Um, they'll probably be, I don't know, the seventh, maybe eighth best team in the Big Ten. And I don't think that's going to be cutting it for uh, getting to the tournament. So, Crean, uh, he had his chance two years back. That one seed got knocked off in the Sweet 16 by uh, a Syracuse team um, that, you know, surprisingly played really well uh, in that tournament. But, um, but ultimately, at the end of the year, I think Green's not going to make another tournament. You're going to look back and you're going to see seven seasons and only two really worth a damn, and uh, Indiana fans are going to be chasing a new coach. Now, a lot of Cinderella stories from last season in the tournament and in the regular season. Do you see any of those storylines carrying over to this season, and are there any new ones worth noting? I mean, they are. You know, they can float from team to team, but let me just give you the easy one. Uh, easy in my eyes, because I just follow the sport and I know it. Green Bay is a team that a lot of people stumped for last year to get into the tournament. They had a resume that was really worthy of them getting in. They are, in my opinion, uh, going to get somewhere along the lines of a 12 seed this year. They should win the Horizon League. They've got a guard named Kiefer Sykes, who's absolutely terrific. Um, with all of that, he, uh, I think Green Bay will be a popular upset pick. If you're looking for a team from a small league that a lot of people don't know that's capable of getting to the Sweet 16, they would be my top pick over any other team. And the other team I would say is Louisiana Tech, who plays in Conference USA. Obviously, CUSA is not now what it was even six, seven years ago. I mean, it's just a mid-major league through and through. Barely even qualifies as multi-bid. And most years now, it's probably going to get one bid, not even two. Louisiana Tech should win its league. If it does, it's probably going to have about a 10 seed or so. You know, I'm just trying to project here in terms of their schedule, how well I think they'll do. Obviously, they're capable of not getting to the tournament or having a worse seed. But um, highly respect the team with a lot of people back and a guard named Speedy Smith who might be in the NBA one day. So those are my two uh, candidates. Now, switching over to the SEC now, not really a conference that's known for basketball, but obviously they have the number one ranked Kentucky team. And do you think they can find a way to put those pieces together with all the added height onto the roster? And I know Calipari, he's implemented, he's implemented the platoon system. So do you think that can work for Kentucky this season? The platoon, man. Everyone was talking about that platoon. Um, listen, Kentucky is going to win three games at least. Um, they're clearly the best team in the SEC. I actually think they'll stumble. I think they'll lose two games prior to conference season. I don't think they'll they'll get to January without a scratch or a scar. Um, but, yeah, a lot of talent. It's all about rhythm and balance and which lineups work. I mean, talent alone doesn't get you titles. If that was the case, Kentucky would basically have every title since Calipari got in there. That said, they've obviously made four Final Fours and done a tremendous job. So, Cal knows what he's doing. Um, it's going to be fun. There'll be some certain off nights. There'll be plenty of on nights. They are always interesting. Another team in the SEC, Auburn, they obviously have the new head coach, Bruce Pearl. How do you think he can do with that program? Do you think he can turn it around, or do you think it'll take some time? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Bruce has already done basically everything you could want for him to do leading up to the season in terms of getting publicity, positive publicity, drawing fan interest. Auburn just sold out his season tickets. That hasn't happened in 15 years. Last time it happened, Auburn was actually a number one, number two seed caliber team for a couple of years at the college level. Um it's going to take him time. Uh, I could definitely see a situation where Bruce wins 
you know, I'd say here's what I'm guessing will happen with Bruce. He'll be there four years. He'll get to the tournament in year three and get to the tournament again in year four. And after year four, a big job will open up again and he'll take that job. I think um, this is a revival spot for him. Uh, this year they'll probably win 13 games, I'd say. Next year maybe get up to 16, 17, and then in year three, 21 games or so, enough to be a bubble team. And then year four we'll see what kind of recruiting class he has. But, yes, things are looking good for Auburn. It's just going to be a little bit of a slow boil. All right, so we're going to kind of move away from the SEC into my own personal interest. I just want to get your take on this. I'm a huge Syracuse Orange fan. You mentioned them earlier being a 10 seed, and a lot of people are down on, uh, down on them after a, a pretty solid season. Oh, pretty good start to the season last year. How do you see the Orange faring throughout the season into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I know I'm generally in that in that area. I don't want to let you guys know. I've been to Ithaca. Two of my oldest friends attended Ithaca. Okay. I went to Syracuse. Cool. I dated a girl at Syracuse ah. um, way back when. I mean, more than 10 years ago. So actually, I know the, uh, the central New York area. Mm-hmm. Um, Syracuse is a team, in my opinion, that does not have a point guard. It needs its big men are too unreliable. Um, I need to see that they have the defense to prove it. I just don't think they're going to operate at a high level this year. I think they're just going to be a frustrating Syracuse team in that regard. I think knowledgeable Syracuse fans are aware of this and are kind of just prepping for that kind of season where, you know what, maybe it's just a 21-12 and 12 kind of year. And that's not awful. I mean, it's not terrific, but it's not bad. Beheim's had plenty of them. Um, he's had really good years, and then he's had some seasons where he just hasn't had the overall talent. I think that's what they need to expect, especially because of the league that they play in. I mean, it's going to be virtually impossible for Syracuse to get out of conference play without at least six losses. All right, so we've talked about the ACC. We've talked about the SEC. Now, can you just give us your prediction of who will be in the Final Four and who will be cutting down the nets in Indianapolis in March? Well, here's the thing, guys. I'm going to give you my teams, but (laughs) the better question to ask is who are the number one seeds because those are the teams that you think are going to be the four best because, as we know, the four best teams never make the Final Four. The only time that ever happened was 2008 when all the number one seeds made it. So my Final Four picks would be, and I like to have a little fun. I mean, I, I think Duke will win it. Uh, I think Arizona is going to be so freaking loaded and defensively awesome. I've got them going. Kansas, I think, will have enough maturity and talent. And their point guard, Devontae Graham, I think will be good enough by March to get them there. And then my wild card pick is Texas, a team that has a freshman named Miles Turner, a big man who is probably going to be the goods. I think think he'll be a Big 12 first-team guy. And... um, you know, I'm just saying Texas will be maybe like a soft three seed that can make it. Uh, in terms of my four one seeds, though, I would go Kentucky, Arizona, Duke, and Wisconsin. I mean, I have to. Wisconsin is the overwhelming favorite in the Big Ten. Arizona is the overwhelming Pac-12 favorite. Kentucky is a fairly obvious SEC favorite. And Duke is the favorite in the ACC with a lot of talent there. And whoever wins the ACC is going to get a one seed just by nature of the strength of the conference. All right, Matt. Well, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your knowledge of college basketball, and I ho- hopefully you enjoy the Champions Classic night and the rest of the college basketball season to come. Fellas, appreciate it. Good luck. Have fun. College doesn't last forever, even though we wish it did. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we hope it lasts forever, too. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right. Matt Norlander of CBSSports.com coming on. Nice of us to uh, give us a few minutes of his time to talk some college basketball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the season getting underway a few games into the year, and there are plenty of games as we're recording this podcast Wednesday uh, that are going on right now, and a few games in particular tonight. Matt, Matt, uh, Matt it's Tuesday. 
Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I'm so used to recording on Wednesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's I'm, Tuesday. I'm so used to recording <laughs> on Wednesday. I don't even realize it's Tuesday. That's that's how bad I am. But obviously, a couple games going on tonight. Kentucky, Kansas, and Duke, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some yeah. big, big matchups on Tuesday as we're recording this yeah, podcast. Yeah. So uh, and I'm yeah. gonna. Everyone's gonna be listening to this either late tonight or tomorrow. And for those listening right now, I'm going to say Kentucky loses and Michigan State loses as well. So Duke is going to come out on top and Kansas is going to come up on top as you well. Know, I'm going to I'm going to agree with that. You're going to agree with this? I'm going to agree with All that. Right. I'm going to say yeah, Kentucky loses and yeah. obviously I think Duke is going to come out on top with Jahil Okafor, all that loaded roster that yeah. they they're always coming into the season with. I feel like they're going to go far this year and obviously I'm going to pick them to win this game as well. But uh, a lot of great insight from Matt. Obviously, yeah, as he yeah. was nice of us to come on for a few minutes uh-huh. and uh, share his his final four pick or his number one pick yeah, excuse yeah. me so we heard his number one overall seeds and we heard his final four Rahemba, what right. do you got for your top number one like he, he said, we'll, we'll do number one seeds. number one seeds then we'll do final because you can't predict all right we're gonna do final four or we have to we have okay. to do final four i want to do final four it's so unpredictable though. i know it's so it's unpredictable so you can throw anyone in there and it may come true that, that could, is true that you is can true. throw anyone okay in there. so my final four picks i'm gonna have to go with Duke, uh-huh. or my number one seeds, I'll have to go with Duke. Uh, I'll have to go with Kansas. Yep. I'll have to go. You know what? This may surprise you, Jonah. Okay, I'm ready. I'm gonna pick North Carolina. UNC. Okay. Another shout, another shout one out seed. to your roommate Ty Whitaker. Tyrese Whitaker, is a big <laughs> North Carolina fan. I know that. And my fourth uh, number one seed, I'm thinking I'm gonna have to go with Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. I feel like they have a lot of. A lot of depth on that team okay. this year. Okay. A lot of added um, talent on that uh, roster. They're ranked third in the top 25 right now. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I like what they're doing over there in Wisco. So those All are right. my uh, my number those one your seeds. All right, Jonah, you ready? Who are who are you, you got? Ready? Who you got for I'm these doing, seeds? I wish Steve was here because this would turn into an argument. Syracuse oh, is going to the Final Four. What? I'm I'm putting it in there. Syracuse. Do you is going think they're gonna have a number one seed? No, no. Okay, they'll okay, be a, okay, they'll okay. be a, they'll be a six seed. Okay. Be a six seed. Who, who are your one seeds right now? Why my one seeds? Who, are your one, who do you got for one seeds right now? Arizona, Duke, like okay, Kansas, and Louisville. Okay, those are my one seeds. Louisville. Actually, yeah, yeah, those are my one seeds. And okay. coming in a close two, borderline one, Gonzaga. And Gonzaga. Gonzaga is really? another is another Final Four pick for me. So I got Syracuse. Gonzaga, because they usually do come in with yep. a, with at least a, a. They come in with a pretty high mm-hmm. ranking. Yeah, and uh, when they're in, when this is the this is Gonzaga's year. They they were turning a lot of starters from last season. And if you guys remember a guy named Kyle Wiltshire, he was the sixth man of the year in the Kyle SEC Wiltshire. two years ago when uh, when Kentucky was really really bad and they lost in the first round of the NIT. Right. Kyle Wiltshire played on that team. He was the sixth man of the year. He was he was the only one who could score on that team. He transferred to Gonzaga. And now he's eligible there. So he's playing there. They return Kevin Pangos, who's been been killing it the last couple of years. And they also have this big guy in the center of the paint, Dominos Sabonis from Lithuania. And hey now. Yeah, he, he's a freshman coming in, scored 13 and a half, eight and a half rebounds in his first couple of games. So they're, they're a team to keep an eye on. And you got to give them credit as well because they yeah. just knocked off the number twenty-two ranked yeah. SMU and not uh, knocked, not not knocked off. Well, they 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 cruised. They, they cruised through that one, yeah. seventy-two to fifty-six. I mean, it was it was a pretty dominant uh-huh. win for Gonzaga, especially if you could get that ranked win earlier in the year. Uh, that that speaks a lot for your team. So all right, so Syracuse, Gonzaga, Final Four. My two other, Michigan State. You know, this is last time the Final Four was Michigan in Michigan State. Yep, last time they were in the Final really? Four was in Indianapolis. It's in Indianapolis again. It's meant to happen. 
And that my, has nothing to do with I'm it. I'm just Come saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> and my other final four pick right. is going to be the – man, this is it, – it's so unpredictable. You can't, you, can't, you can't pick. I'm going to go – I'm, I'm going to go with Louisville. They, they're just so – Louisville. Fantastic this they're year. They're fantastic. I'm, if mom, if you're listening, you're welcome. That my mom. Your loves, mom. Your mom's a big fan. She loves Rick Pitino and the Cardinals. So I'm shouting out my mom. I'm doing that one for my mom. So I got <laughs> Louisville, Syracuse, Gonzaga, and Michigan State in the Final Four, and Syracuse will be cutting down the nets. No. <laughs> yes. No. Come Caleb on. Joseph. We had Chris no. McCullough on the show. You know, he, Syracuse is Chris not. McCullough. He, okay, I, okay, Jonah. I know you love Syracuse. <laughs> I have faith. I, I know you're you're it, in love with Syracuse. Syracuse. Will is playing Cal on Thursday. They will beat Cal by a good 15 points. And on Friday, Listen. they face the winner of Iowa or okay. Texas. Texas will beat Iowa. And as you heard Matt Norlander say on the phone, Texas could be a soft three seed with Miles Turner, uh, Big 12 first team most likely, and he's a fantastic. Syracuse fanta- yeah. should start off seven and zero. They I do think they're going to beat Michigan. Uh huh. And I do think they're going to be St. John's. They how did that though? They they have. Do you re- think do you think they can beat Texas? Do you think they can beat Texas or Iowa? Because the uh, it's Friday they play Texas, and you know that's they're, they're most likely going to play Texas. So I'm kind of that's going to be the big game for Syracuse to test. That that'll be a big test yeah. in the year yeah. for Syracuse. Uh, I'm obviously no Syracuse expert I, uh, like you are, yeah, but um, yeah. that I think that'll be a huge test. I think they're going to win. Um, I'm gonna have to say no. No, I'm gonna have to say no. All right, I. I, I I'm liking what Texas is right, going know, on down there, know. but uh, but Syracuse, I Syracuse has to start off seven. Okay, okay. With, with their schedule, it's a, not a very strong schedule, mm-hmm. and they should definitely yeah, take advantage. That's, of that's that usually their the weakness is they have a real soft schedule going into yeah. conference play, and then they kind of mess everything up like last season. All right, so you were talking about Harvard before the show. It was do you have any? Is is Harvard your sleeper team? You know they just lost to Holy Listen, Cross. I was talking about Harvard, but. <laughs> I was also talking about Utah. Oh, okay. You you okay. you you were knocking me for Utah. Um, but listen, Utah could be a sleeper. They they have a lot of added talent. They have a seven foot freshman who just put up eighteen and ten his last game. Who they play? Okay, they played Ball Ball State. <laughs> but I mean, but still, but still, the first game of the year, you have a seven foot freshman. I don't care who you are, he's gonna make an impact anywhere okay. you put him on the court. Okay. But, I'm not picking them to go you're to the not, final. Four. You're not picking them. I'm not picking them. But to go they're, to the they're, final your they're your sleeper. They, they're my sleeper. I can okay. see them making a run in okay. the tournament, but I, I obviously final four. I'm, I'm not sure if okay. that we could go that far. But my, my picks right now for the final four, I have Duke. I see Kansas making it okay. as well. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna mix it up on you. I'm gonna go Iowa State. I the Cyclones. Iowa State. The Cyclones. All right. Listen, they made a run. Yeah, they, yeah they, if George Nian can stay healthy, then yes. Okay, that's yes. that's that's a fair point. Yes. If, if if he's staying healthy, I'm going to go Iowa State. Okay, fair enough. And then my fourth team. See, this is tough. Yeah. I feel like the first three teams are easy, and then you get to the fourth team, and it's like, who are you, who are you going to go with? Uh, my fourth team, I'm going to pick. Who am I going to pick? Who are you going to pick? The weight. I'm going to go. I'll go. I'll go Ohio State. Oh. Ohio State. Ohio State. Oh, they have. See, you can't knock me because yeah. right. it, it's the Fair Final enough. Four. Fair it's, enough. It's Fair a enough. prediction. Ohio State. Crazier things have happened than Ohio State Fair enough. the Final Four. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so you have Utah as your sleeper team. I just want to throw out my, my sleeper team. I want to throw out my sleeper team. What you got? The Minnesota Golden Gophers. Really? The Minnesota the Gophers. Go- they just lost to Louisville. They're still receiving votes in the top 25. And 
if you didn't know, Rick Pitino's son, Richard Pitino, is the coach of the, coach of the Gophers in his second year. All they need to do is they need to figure out a way to become a team, and they will be a fantastic, fantastic core group that can go far. Can, uh, I you think can see them making a run? In I the... can see them. I remember a couple years ago, UCLA was a sixth seed, and uh, Minnesota was an 11 seed, and Minnesota upset them. I can see that happening again as them maybe being a 12 or a, over a 5, and maybe they have a play-in game or something like that. Which, if anyone's wondering, the play-in game after six uh, is no longer the first round in 2016. It will be the it will just return to the uh, opening round. Just a fun fact because it confused right. all of us. <laughs> so, yeah, Minnesota Gophen, Golden Gophers are my sleeper pick. Well, they're not going to play a ranked team right now. Looking at their schedule, they're not playing a ranked team until January 6th. Yep. when they're going to go up against Ohio State. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tough test for them. So, but um, you know they. They lost to Louisville by just under, They're, yeah, just over ten points, and they they were yeah. bringing it in really close. They I think they were in five six points late in the second half. They just mm-hmm. couldn't just couldn't get it together late. Well, uh, make a that, late run. that that middle end of the schedule yeah. is is not going to be easy for for Minnesota, especially yeah, Wisconsin, when you got Wisconsin, twice. Michigan State, and Wisconsin. You know, again, final yeah, final four games. You got Wisconsin, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Penn State. Finish off the yeah the season. But, it's gonna uh, be it's gonna be a tough. It'll be tough. I think they can get in. I think Minnesota can get in, and if they can get in, that'll be a testament to Richard Pitino to kind of. He's kind of been overshadowed yeah. by his father. I mean, who? I mean, he's got a couple national yeah. championships under yeah. the belt. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, he's yeah. earned. He's earned everything he's gotten now. You know that. Yeah. So, and speaking of Rick Pitino, I think Louisville can go far. I think they have the oh, chance. Absolutely, of, absolutely. I think they have a chance of winning an, another title. I I was listening to. I don't remember what I was listening to, but. Someone said that Richard uh, Rick Pitino wakes up every morning so happy because Montrez Harrell came back to school, <laughs> and that's so true because Montrez Harrell is one of the best big men in basketball. And I I want to see. I cannot wait for Montrez Harrell versus Jahil Okafor. That's going to be a matchup for the centuries. They're both two big men who can bang bodies in the post, and that game is not coming up until January seventeenth. So that's a, that's that's my game to look for. Is, is Jahil Okafor your potential player of the year? Is Jahil Okafor my potential player of the year? Yeah. I'm. I don't think so. Really? I don't think he's my player of the year. I think. You know, what? there's so many good players out there that are making. Before the season started, I had Emmanuel Moutier as my player of the year, the SMU, uh, SMU recruit but he went to China instead of going to college so I'm I don't know who my player of the year is I it's so it's fair it's it's, early it's it's so early and I I just was wondering if you had an idea no prediction maybe Marcus Page is in the running Jahil Okafor is in the running um that's I don't know Trevor Cooney no (laughs) if Trevor Cooney can start hitting his threes then uh I I think that he can he can maybe make first team all ACC okay and you know I'm not too sure I'm not too sure about anyone from Syracuse probably a lot of people are very shy about uh shy about the Syracuse team you know like Matt said no proven point guard but again that makes sense as he start they're starting for the third straight year a first year point guard so and also uh I don't even I mentioned all these players Montrose Harrell Rondé Hollis Jefferson but you can't forget Fred Van Fleet from Wichita State. He's another Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet, and also on that Wichita State team, you have Ron Baker, and 
those two can combine to do a lot of things. And Frank Kaminsky from Wisconsin, Sam Decker from Wisconsin. Yeah, Frank Kaminsky. Yep. There's been a lot of hype around him. Yeah. I can see him potentially He's being up there as a, big, as a potential player of the BMOC, year. BMOC, dubbed by uh, uh, ESPN Mag. And then you got Karis LeVert. And then Jawan Stan, another person to look out from West Virginia. Tyus Jones, another freshman on Duke. Stanley Johnson, freshman from Arizona. George so there Nguyen. are a lot There's, of guys. You can, you can <laughs> keep this list going This forever. list is going yeah. for a while. This list could go for all day, yeah. but uh, you know what? I think we're going to wrap it up yeah. here, Jonah. You know, we, we're missing Steve here. I wish yeah. he was here. He would be loving this right now. You know, He's calling some basketball. I, I know what. I'm going to I'm gonna make a decision for Steve. Hopefully he listens to this podcast. I know Steve's going to pick Duke as his national champion. Yeah. You, you think he, You think Steve's? Steve, knowing Steve, he probably will. Yeah, yeah. Steve That'd be a classic Steve. And then, you know, he'd throw in maybe Harvard going to the Final Four because he loves doing those crazy things. And It's just what he does. And also, if anyone was, in, if anyone was wondering, yes, Florida did lose and they will not be making a big run because they don't have anyone in the paint like Patrick Young last season. So Florida's out. Florida is not going to be doing much. Maybe there'll be a, a low 20 team. But Syracuse will be cutting down the nets in March, just so everyone knows. No. Yes. No. Yes. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to wrap <laughs> it up. You know, we've been talking too long. Big thanks yeah. to Matt Norlander for coming on the show today. Great guy. If you want to check out his stuff, cbssports.com, college basketball writer. A lot of good articles. Keeps me updated. And, so, And you can also follow him on Twitter, at Matt Norlander. Yep. So make sure to uh, to give him a follow yep, on yep, Twitter big, as well. Yeah, so big thanks to him. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, at the – oh, no, at – just at SC16 Podcast. Know the give us a big follow and also like us on Facebook. We appreciate all of the love that Absolutely. all the fans are giving us. So yeah, big thanks to Matt. Big thanks to our other Matt, Rahemba, coming on coming nah, on the no, show. Stop. You know, and stop also, it. there's no one in the control room. It's, it's just, just it's just a duo today. It's just us. Yeah, just us. Lone all by all by ourselves. Loners. In the studio. So thanks We're to the like empty that. control room. And uh nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> all right. This is the SU16 Podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh, and also, there'll be no show next week, Thanksgiving break. We'll catch you after Thanksgiving break for our final show before Christmas as the semester will be ending. We'll be going home for winter break. So we have one show after this. But thanks again for listening all semester. And this is the SU16 Podcast.